Hi, everybody. This is Laurie Handlers, and you're listening to Tantra Cafe, a program for spiritual enlightenment. You know, most people say that they want freedom, but very few people say they desire to go towards the unknown. Most people that I know prefer the known. Even when it's uncomfortable or painful, most people usually keep betting on the same horse. They keep staying in the same relationship. They keep staying with, you know, on their block or with the, the very comfortable way to drive or travel somewhere. They usually just stay within their known parameters of the way they know their life. What does the unknown mean to you? Is it something scary? Is it something that you seek? Today we'll be talking about something like freedom in the unknown with my guest, Rafael Martinez. Rafael is both a course leader and a course manager at Butterfly Workshops, which is my company. He's also a very accomplished and talented artist, and he's been studying Tantra now for, I don't know, a little over a year. He's been studying also with one taste, so he's been dabbling into the spiritual aspects of sexuality and sexual energy for quite some time now, and he's going to be telling us his concept of freedom in the unknown. So I welcome him. Raphael, are you there? Yes, I am. Good evening, Laurie. How are you? I am great. How are you? I am doing great. It's been a pretty good day today. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, it is my pleasure to have you here on my show and to have your particular slant on Tantra and really what it means to have freedom living in the unknown. So um, just before we get into that, let, let tell us how you got started in Tantra, like what brought you to the practice of Tantra to begin with. Okay, so the first time uh, I really got into Tantra was uh, probably the first time you and I started talking. Uh, there was a, a certain level of comfort and down-to-earth that you had that was very much, you know, um, one of the things that does come up a lot that I've seen in some places about Tantra is that people get kind of lost in the clouds a little, <laughs> you know. And you mean they're spacey? You mean, spacey? You mean the people are spacey? People are uh, they they come across as a bit ungrounded, you okay. know. To to use a common term, they're a little woo woo about this stuff. <laughs> and <laughs> I definitely liked how you were very straightforward, very down to earth. And so, in that sense, it felt that here was an option that I could definitely incorporate into my life. I wouldn't have to let go of pieces to actually, you know, um, incorporate it into everything that I was doing. And I really liked that about it. So that's okay. So that's not so long ago that you first heard about Tantra and, and you first started to delve into it. And, um, you know, maybe you could tell us a little bit like what's, um, what you were like before and what you're like now. I mean, I, I happen to know you, so I know that, um, you've probably shifted your life tremendously and you've, um, you have, retooled yourself, you've upped your game, all kinds of things. But it's easy for me to say, you know, because I know you. But if you were just, if, if, if a stranger were coming up to you and they were like, Raphael, what were you like 
before Tantra and what's happening in your life now, what kinds of things could you tell? <laughs> well, I think I'd have to say that the first thing that happened is that um, I feel like I have a tool set to really work on my life. And that's actually given me the opportunity to let go a lot of the control that I wanted to have. You know, there's a certain level of uncertainty in life, and specifically yeah. around around the things that I wanted in life. And so I always had uh, very much control over not just what I went for, but how I went about it. And I had a very, very strict control of how much I was willing to reveal to those around me. You know, um, because I always felt like if if I showed too much of myself, I wouldn't be able to get what I wanted. I had to somehow uh, control or plan or somehow do whatever I needed to to get what I wanted. And so one of the biggest things that's happened is I've let go a lot of the control and really eased into the concept of really maneuvering much better into whatever comes my way, whatever is unknown. Uh, I feel like I have much more the tool set to really function within that. Well, you know, what you're describing sounds to me like... um most people's definition of like making it through life is manipulating everything they can, manipulating the situation and manipulating other people and manipulating themselves even, like uh, it, it, like what you're talking about, non-disclosure, um, yeah. so that so that they win. Like there's like a win. If you don't win, you you lose. Yeah, exactly. And there's also that sense of that you have to. You have to be in control otherwise, because it's very counterintuitive to, to be open, to be vulnerable to other people. There's, there's that sense like you have to protect yourself at all costs. And, uh, one of the things I really found out to, through Tantra is that there's a way where you can actually, um, have, uh, much healthier boundaries. You can actually let go and be vulnerable and open without, without it being to your detriment. That's huge. I mean that's really huge. Most pe- I don't think most people in the world could say that. I think they think no. we're, I think they think we were crazy. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, most people when I first say it do look at me like I'm crazy, and their first reaction is usually no, no, I could never, I could never. But then once you actually start talking about what it involves and what it actually means to do that, then they start to get this look in their eye like, okay, I see how it's possible, but I don't think it could be possible for me. And I think that's actually, like, the first step about this. Like, that that was the first step for me is, like, actually accepting um, that this is possible for me, that I can actually have these things in abundance rather than just live in a I have to choose, I have to play the game, or I won't get what I want. So, okay, this is this is great. I mean, I think you are representing – I don't know if you're representing all cultures – but I think you're representing most of the modern world and the way uh, people see life, like really the way they have to tackle life. Um, I think you're, you're speaking, and you're speaking, you're speaking about the majority of folks who really think it's like dog eat dog, and they have to manipulate or be swallowed up. So talk about um, a little bit, like when you say have all these things. So before. What what thing what did you have or want and now what do you have or want that's kind of coming your way and you can speak candidly I mean we're on internet radio so you can speak about any thing uh, 
that we don't have any boundaries unless we call other groups of people names. We, you know, we can say <laughs> anything. <laughs> okay, I'll keep that one in mind. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I have any groups that I really like to call names, but. <laughs> No, but I, I, you know, I had to find out the parameters of what it's like to broadcast on internet radio, you know, so, so you can say anything. So like before, what did you have or want? And now what do you have or want that would be really noticeably different in your life, would you say? Well, I think one of the biggest things that happened that my life um, had was that I was married. I was in a relationship for 10 years. And there was a certain point where I first started to get into the relationship where I very consciously chose my relationship over my artwork. Um, I decided I needed to get myself a nine-to-five job. I needed to have a steady job where I had life insurance, health insurance, 401K. It was a nine-to-five with a salary. And um, it was the kind of job where it's like I was good at it. You know, I had... Uh, I, I, I had the aptitude for it, and there, and it wasn't particularly demanding, which meant that I, that I had a high level of job security. Right. And I, and I chose it at the expense of art school, at the expense of really going into my arts and taking risks, and you know all of that life that people say, like my mother likes to say, that bohemian lifestyle. Yeah. You know, they, there's very much that association that as an artist. You can't really be successful in your own lifetime. Uh, you're only going to be known once you're dead. And all of these connotations that you're going to be poor and you're going to be a struggling artist. The starving artist is very much an archetype. Right. And um, there was a certain point where I chose, you know, what I saw as love and relationship and marriage over any other potential possibilities in my life. I saw it as a choice. I had to do one or the other. And now? And now? Uh, and now it's, I've actually, it's very much, I've begun to see how much it doesn't have to be a choice. It doesn't have to be an either or. It can be an and. And in a lot of ways, it requires a lot of work and a lot of learning how to, like we were saying before, functioning in the unknown. Really um, letting yourself go into the concept that if, you are clear in your desires. If you really find the tool set to uh, put out there into the universe, so to speak, uh, what your desires in life are, then um, the clearer you are about that within yourself, the more uh, honest and sincere and vulnerable you are about what you really want, uh, you begin to actually see the possibilities pop up in front of you to get these things. And um, so it becomes a twofold work in the sense that you have to be honest and vulnerable to the world around you about where it is you want to go, and you have to have the clarity to identify those opportunities when they come up. And then from there, it's actually stepping into them and saying, yes, uh, not only can I have this, but I am willing to do the work to obtain this and to move forward in it and um, to really own it and face all of the programming that we've had in society of, you don't deserve it, it's not going to last, or uh, it isn't really yours, you know, all of these different programmings. So it becomes a lot more work in that sense, but it is extremely rewarding because at this point, um, in my personal experience, I've actually seen all of this possibility that seem like I would have 
of that previously I had to make a choice. I couldn't choose relationships or art or fulfillment. Now I actually see possibilities where all of these worlds begin to fit together. It's no longer a definition of I have to be this or I have to be that. It's I I am fully the, a person that encompasses all of these things. And so for me, that's been the biggest shift. And specifically from Tantra, because um, it's be, be, become an inward journey of clarity and an outward journey of abundance and really reaching for all of these things that I can have in my life. Wow. You're, you, I mean, you're like a poster child for Tantra. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, I know I've said that to you before, that, you know, the growth and the uh, – the, um, so your your amazing um, ground that you've taken is uh, it's tremendous. I, mean, I don't think that my, I mean even in tantra, fast as a fast path as it is, I don't think that everybody in tantra progresses as quickly as you. Uh, but they do still progress quickly. I mean, it's, you, you may be one of the fastest trackers, uh, you know, that I've ever experienced, and still I. I think that what you're talking about holds up over time, over and over and over again. If someone will just simply, you know, declare to themselves and keep their commitment to themselves to do the practices, and it doesn't have to be that regularly either. I mean, it doesn't have to be so, it's not a religion. It's not ritualized. No, it isn't. I think that's one of the, one of the things that really, um, rang true for me. It was, because um, I've seen religion at its best and at its worst. And one of the things that was very important to me was that sense that there was a certain uh, fluidity to it. It didn't have to be like a rigid, you have to get up every morning and do it here or it won't work. It, it, I've really learned how to feel much better when the right moment for something is. And yeah. that is very, very true for my practice. I mean, uh, there's periods of time where I feel, um, where I feel the desire to do it every day and I will do it multiple times a day and there's other times when it'll be every other day or every couple of days and you really do start to get a sense of much better like there's a certain flow to life and specifically your own life not anybody else's schedule your own life and the practices really I mean have helped me immensely in that sense yeah so what for example um what, for example, would you would you say you do when you do your practices? Um, well, the first thing that I that inevitably ends up happening is um, with especially the balancing uh, breath and um, the clearing breath. I, I begin to get a real sense of where I'm I'm tight, where there is something going on in me that has uh, on my mind or worrying me or weighing heavy on me. And so that that usually begins the process, and then from there the the breath where I'm setting my intentions or the mantras where I'm really seeking out to move forward on, on particular things, I begin I immediately begin to like recognize the things that are coming up for me. You know, it's like uh, there's something in particular that you want, and through the practice I've actually had opportunities to see the moment where my doubts start to come into play. You know, I'll be in the middle of doing an intention breath when I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to set my intention on my schoolwork. Right. And the moment uh, the moment I start doing the breath, I immediately started to have all of these things come up of like, well, 
haven't really studied or I won't have time to do it or this or that. So even as I'm doing the breath, I begin to recognize all of these things coming up. And it becomes a very conscious moment when I set my intention to actually just very cleanly set that intention even beyond beyond all of the 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 things that are coming up. I can at that very moment like reset that and it that begins to parallel in the rest of my life. Like so when I actually go back to the classroom, my mindset is already you know, I'm reprogramming myself already. I'm resetting what it is that I want to do. And yeah. uh, for that the practice has become very, very uh, very telling in the moment that I'm doing that. You know, your your the thing you're raising is so critical. It's the ability to actually distinguish between the thoughts and you. Like there's yeah. a you that isn't necessarily everything coming into your little head. There's a you know, and that's one of the, I, for me that was one of the biggest things I gained in tantra, the ability to watch myself while I was in my life, to yeah. to, to be in the witness and go, oh that's interesting. I just set my intention. Now all the resistance in the world, in my universe, is coming up. And I can still continue forward knowing that these are just random thoughts. This is exactly what the reptilian brain is, is supposed to do. And I'm not going with that. I'm going with what my intention is. Uh, no matter what pops in to distract me or stop me or make me afraid. Yeah, I would have to say that it's definitely... Um, I know that through the courses, I've gotten a very distinct um, frame of reference, a, a baseline for what it feels like to actually reach out in a very clear way for what I want. And that's actually part of what I revisit every time in my practice. I very much revisit that feeling within my body of, I can have this, I do want this. And it uh, not only can I refocus it and really set the intention based on that, based on actually getting things, but I also begin to feel in everyday life the moments when it feels off, when I'm not really actually reaching, when I'm out of my integrity. And I I can now feel the distinction between one and the other, and I'm able to say, make better decisions based on that. I I have a better witness because of it. And uh, sometimes it's interesting the roads that it takes me, but at the very least, I am very much able to stay much more focused on what it is that I want. And to be quite honest, to enjoy my life more. Because I'm going for the things that I want as opposed to being completely distracted by everything. Wow, that's so cool. It's really, really cool. And to you know, and, and you're allowing yourself to have the things that you want. Also, you've also gotten out you've also let go of your resistance, it seems, to whether you deserve it or not. Yeah. Then that is definitely one of the things that um, whether I deserve it or not, in some way doesn't even play a role because <laughs> it's like that. That's actually secondary programming, you know. That in some ways that's somebody else's opinion. Um, what it's actually come down is to a very clear recognizing of I want this, and um, you know, I I know we're talking about uh, tantra not being a religion, but my frame of reference growing up is a religious one. Yes. And one of the things that um, I heard from some of the better priests in the in the Catholic Church was always the idea of when you're praying to God and you're asking God for things, you ask for um, the thing that you need or the thing that you want in your life, and he will provide in his own way. 
um, I kind of correlate that to the idea that when you actually want something, um, you you put it out there into the universe, you, you clearly set it in the intentions of your life, and then you will find the opportunities to do it. And it also doesn't always look the way you think it should look. And right. I think that's part of part of where the freedom begins of accepting that when you are letting your desires out, you will find a way. As opposed to trying to finagle the universe into the the concept of like, well, I want this, I'm going to ask for this other thing that will get me there. Uh-huh. And that's actually a way. To, that's actually a way that that you're trying to keep yourself safe and get what you want, but it yeah. doesn't really work, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Being safe doesn't work for anything except, I guess, being safe. But anyone I know who focuses on being safe all the time, including me and, and, and other parts of my life, um, focusing on being safe just kept me from acting, from being in action. And I yeah. think that I found out in Tantra and certainly in my years with Landmark Education that being safe is not, first of all, it's an illusion. There's no, there's no, it's no safe. Um, no. And risky uh taking risks produces the most amazing results in life, uh much more so than staying safe. So safe is like not a goal, it's just a you know Yeah, definitely. I mean I, I heard a saying once that said you can't jump across a ravine in two hops. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So and and it is in like I said before, in some senses it is very much counterintuitive. And at the same time, it um, there's very much a correlation between you putting your full will and desire onto something in a very clean way and actually achieving it. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it's the whole talk about, you know, focusing your chi and, you know, really setting your intentions. Clearly, there's, there's very much, very much a positive. Like in my personal experience in my life, every time I very clearly express what I want, Outside of, you know, the regular programming of you don't deserve it or that's wrong for you to want that or ask for that kind of thing in your life. You know, I very much grew up under the idea that you had to have a profession and a career and you had to fit under an archetype and you had to very much fit a definition of what you were doing in life. And so one of the things that's been going on in my life now is that I'm very much redefining what my life looks like under a model that I haven't seen before. Right. You know, it's, uh, I'm not, I don't fit in, my life does not fit the description of anyone that I know. <laughs> you know, that's there's people great. that have similar things, but, but definitely not the, the exact thing. And that's, that's something that it seems like it should make sense. You know, you make your own life and you can have what you want. But at the same time, uh, it's not always an acceptable thing for you to, fully defined that and to me it wasn't acceptable so one of the biggest shifts that began through the work in Tantra was redefining what I found acceptable for me and to actually get rid of all those archetypes and templates that I was unhappy not fitting into wow that's that's so enormous it's really enormous shifting it's uh it's it's shifting shifting your life at its best uh I I just want to mention that in case someone's just tuned in, you are listening to Tantra Cafe, a program for spiritual enlightenment. I'm Laurie Handler, your host. And my guest today is Rafael Martinez, who is an artist, 
an amazing shifter, uh, a shift, a transformational, definitely a transformational uh, shifter. He is a course leader with Butterfly Workshops and a course manager. Uh, and Butterfly Workshops, of course, is my company. You can go to www.butterflyworkshops.com to find out more about the courses that we offer. And you can get in touch with Raphael that way. And you can get in touch with me at laurie at butterflyworkshops.com. Certainly, you can send in suggestions for programming. And you can get any of your questions answered that may come up as a result of listening to the show. So we're back. And Raphael, um, wow, you are just, I'm always so moved when I am in your presence. It's, Thank you. Yeah. For me, you are like a breath of fresh air. You're somebody who takes life seriously and then goes about having the most fun possible. You know, all, well, all at the same time. Well, Laurie, I have to say quite honestly that that was one of the first things that actually attracted me to finding out more about Tantra it was the fact that that's how you presented it to me. You know, it's very down-to-earth and grounded and very much about, you know, taking taking on life and not discarding any pieces. You know, like I was saying before, one of the things that, one of the impressions that I've previously gotten of people that are into transformational work, uh, some people are into Tantra, and some people are very much into that kind of spiritual movement kind of stuff, that they get very ungrounded. Yeah. You know, it becomes very much about, um, about moving energies and kind of getting... There's a way where they become almost detached from the, from what we call the practical or the real world, you know? Yeah. Like you no longer really function within society, so to speak. And I've never been a fan of that, to be quite honest. <laughs> so yeah. when you presented it to me, it was very much about the possibilities that I had and the fact that my life, you know, could be complemented by this rather than I would be supplanted and somehow taking out of society and you know, that I would somehow be joining this group of people that are non-functioning within society. And I'm very much not a fan of that, you know. <laughs> There's plenty of things I want in society that I want to enjoy, so uh-huh. I wasn't willing to let go of that. And you definitely, you know, it, I had that feeling from you that it was very much something that could be part of my life and that I could enjoy to better my life rather than to have a new, different life, you know. Right, so great, so great. You know, it's making you're making me laugh because I I think to myself, you know, I say this is Tantra Cafe, a program for spiritual enlightenment, and what I mean by enlightenment is so different from you know the Buddhist tradition or the Zen tradition or the Taoist tradition or even the you know uh, the Hindu tradition. And I'm not making any of them wrong. I mean, I honor them. I've gotten something. Uh, from them, from all of them in my life, and I've gotten, uh, and I've got, and Tantra came from from them, so I got that, but the way I see it is really to be living life in the body now. Like, I'm not interested in, in going to some other lifetime or some other place to, and then coming back as something else. I'm not interested in in that interpretation, I'm interested in living life fully, the juicy, juicy life that's 
that's uh, uh, that's given to us on this amazing planet. I'm not interested in the escapism of it. So when you say that, I have to laugh because there's so many people, there's so many of my colleagues and so many people that I've run into also that are so woo-woo. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. And that was one of, that was one of the best parts for me. That, um, that feeling that, you know, this, this was a tool set for me to work on my life now. And, uh, like I said, I've, I've, it's very much down to earth for me. And I've even brought it back to my family and not even in the, in the concepts themselves, but in the practicality of it. What it like means what? to actually use, huh? Like what? Like very much about staying connected with one another and functioning with one another and really being, being willing to be more clear about what we want so that we can get it. And you, when you say your family, you mean, you don't mean your I mean, marriage, I mean, your previous marriage. What do you mean? I actually mean, uh, my parents and my younger brother and even my nephews who are eight and nine, uh, I mean, they're nine and four years old. Uh, actually, some of the concepts that I've put on the table, I've put them on, on a practical level and you can definitely see how this is a lot of what people want and I know that it's a lot of what my family has wanted in terms of being willing to function better together, being willing to like really, um, it's funny because when I was growing up, one of the common comments on my report cards was, very intelligent, has great potential. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and it was always that sense that I, I had this great potential, this great desire for things that I could do, I could imagine, and I could... um I could ponder and like see all of these great things to do, but there was always all these sort of programming and different things that was holding me back from doing it. And so a lot of the tantra work has been about maneuvering through that and working through that and breaking those bond, those boundaries down, those uh, obstacles down and rebuilding them as healthy boundaries. And so what I've actually brought back to the house is bringing some of those healthier boundaries between family members so that we are more capable of expressing what we really want and saying yes and no to certain things so that we're not doing things out of guilt or obligation, but out of actual desire and uh, a desire to help each other and support each other. That's amazing. I mean, it's just, uh, it's amazing to hear you. I mean, you're a relatively young person who, you know, has just taken this, like, to, it's, you take it to the street and you take it home with you. And it's, I mean, it's, I, I, I say young, I mention your age, not like it means anything to me, really, because, you know, age doesn't mean much to me. But it really is that you, you know, in some people's world, their parents are not anything to be messed with. You know, their parents and their nephews and their cousins and everything. The family is the way the family is. And you literally have taken these things. Uh, your sister, by the way, I mean, just so I can mention, your sister has done the course and your brother-in-law uh, has done at least one tantra course with me. And then there's the whole rest of your family that you've tackled in choosing to change the way they communicate and choosing to change the way they see each other. That's That's monumental. Most people would, would never, you know, they'd say, okay, that's great. I'm not telling my family about this. So, 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, well, that has definitely been one of the wonderful things about my family, that we've always been capable of, we've always been willing to at least listen to each other. And I think what's been the final selling point has been that when we've actually talked about it, they've seen the result in me. You know, I'm not, I'm not sitting there attempting to shift my life and be in denial of other parts of it. You know, right. It's very much an, very much an acknowledgement and acceptance of all the parts of my life. And then my willingness to say, and this is what I'm stepping into. This is what I'm going to, this is what I'm going to do and this is what I'm trying and, They've been very supportive in that, and at the same time, they've very much seen the effects that it's had. Yeah. I'm I'm moving forward in all parts of my life. I mean, uh, I don't think I mentioned it before, but I've gone back to school to uh, get a degree as an art teacher, an art educator, and Mm -hmm. I'm on the dean's list. I I used to be a terrible student, (laughs) but um, the, the refocusing of how I do things and why I do things has very much meant that I... I love school. I apply myself like nobody's business, and I'm doing really extremely well, and it all parts of my life, and everything that I undertake is very much about moving forward and doing it as an enjoyment of life, as a, you know, fulfillment of all the things that I want in my life rather than as a, well, I have to sacrifice this now to get that later. You know? You're amazing. You're really amazing. You're you you're blowing me away. You, so you're on the dean's list. <laughs> yeah. The guy, the, right had, <laughs> the guy who had all the potential now actually is taking the action, and he's on the dean's list. That's fabulous. So congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank That's you. Amazing. It's uh, more than anything. The part that I love is the fact that it's a fun ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yes, there's moments where I feel the hard work, but there's moments where what most people would see as hard work, I actually find the fulfillment in it. And it's, it's you know, because I'm not having to do the things that are sacrificial. I'm having to do the hard work that is fulfilling. And I think there's a big difference. And yeah. I think part of what where it comes from is that idea that ooh, somehow we think that's not possible. Or that only the few lucky people can have that, you know. Uh, people always talk about, like, having the job you love, like working in what you love to do. And most people think, well, that's great, and I'm sure some people get lucky about it and can manage to do it, but that's not me. And that's one of the things that very much has been addressed for me in Tantra, is that, you know, you really get a chance to dig back and look back at why wouldn't it be possible for you, like, who wrote that one down, you know? Like, oh, no one consulted me on that one. <laughs> and, and because of that, it's it's definitely not an agreement that I made. Right. And, right. and so I've, I, it's given me the tool set to go back and rewrite that agreement and say, you know what, I want to be one of the lucky people. And I want to be one of the people that actually gets everything that they want. Well, well, listen, I don't, I, I gotta say this to you now, like, you know, I don't want to leave this part out of the, of Tantra, you know, um, people, I'm, you know, people want to know how this relates to sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it relates, it relates to some wonderful, wonderful ways. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will tell you the obvious one. The obvious one is definitely the breath work, definitely, definitely makes a great shift in performance. So, as a guy, you definitely get a lot more, a lot more battery life out of your flashlight, so to speak. 
That's a good way to put it. Yeah, that's great. That's a great way. What? And I would say related to that is the fact that there's, there's two things related to it. One is far more subtle than the other. The less subtle one is, the, I know that as a guy, the moment you start worrying about, am I going to get it up? Am I going to keep it up? Am I going to keep it up long enough for her to be happy about it? And then am I going to be able to, like, have an amazing orgasm and not feel left out of the whole business? Once you take those things off the table, I know that as a guy, you start to relax a lot more and actually enjoy and be more playful about it. That's so good. Woohoo! That's really yeah. that's, that's a great banner you're waving there. Really a great banner. Yeah. I am telling you, if there's one thing I have learned in all of the work that I've done, in all of the work that I've done through Tantra, very much in the work that I've done through One Taste, it's, I've learned that, and this goes out to all of the guys, I have learned that, as long as you're willing to be playful and curious with a woman, especially in bed, the, your whole world, your whole relationship shifts. Because now it isn't about are you going to win or lose in this relationship. It's about can you be on a journey and share all of this enjoyment and share all of this excitement and fun with her as opposed to somehow trying to get something from her. Yeah, or do something to her. Get something yes. or do something, yeah. Or or exactly. maybe even give her something that she doesn't want. Exactly. And I will tell you honestly, probably the best and most wonderful thing you could ever give a woman is fully yourself. Fully be willing to, and not just the look at what a great guy I am, look at what a stud I am, look at how many <laughs> orgasms I gave you. You know, I mean, that's nice, but really giving her your fun side and your risky side, the, the side of you that's willing to put themselves out there, the side of you that's willing to play in any situation with her and really, you know, show her that you that that's what you want to share with her. And yeah. I'll tell you, like the first step, I'm not saying it by any means solves everything, but the first step is really, you know, having that control and having that confidence and that's where you begin, you know, and, and that's like the the cornerstone, and then from there you build on that. Um, and this is another thing that I like about the Tantra that uh, we practice is that you actually have the tool work to keep going even deeper. You know, you right. don't right. You don't become the Energizer Bunny, and that's your only trick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, you even, really if, the... <laughs> even if I'm you sorry? have a bad night, even if you have an, an off night, it doesn't matter because you're so playful that anything is forgiven. Yes, very much so. And I would say usually start with forgiving yourself. <laughs> I know that for guys, the number one the the number one enemy in the bed is not her; it's you. <laughs> the moment you talk yourself out of sex, the moment you 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 have a thought that puts down into you, the moment you have that, that's the moment the heart on this gun. Because you're you are no longer there for the same reason that you want to be there. Right. Wow, Raphael, you have such a wealth of knowledge about this. It's really, um, it's, this is great. I'm so glad you're, you're my guest today on this show. You're, you're, uh, you're giving, aside from the topic, which is, uh, having freedom in the unknown, you're giving freedom right now to men. I certainly hope so. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's great. It's, it's definitely my pleasure. I mean, like, and actually in correlation to the freedom in the unknown, um, 
that's the other piece that really plays a big part in what becomes relationships and sex is that the more you learn to trust your inner guidance, the more you learn to trust that it's like, okay, I'm going to know the opportunity when I see it. Once you learn to to trust that and to really, through your practice, to learn how to recognize those moments, it means that in relationships and in sex, you're actually much more playful, much more relaxed, and you're enjoying it much more. Right. And, and that becomes, that actually becomes a long-term tool for you to have not just a happy relationship, but a great sex life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, keeping it in the unknown, I mean, one of the things we talk about a lot, you know, is Osho's notion of um, of uh, staying out of relationship and staying in relating. So yeah. it changes the whole definition of things into, like, you know, relating and surprise and uh, the looking, going for the newness rather than the routine, going, yeah. keeping, keeping everything fresh. And I, I know that you're a proponent of that as well. And that yeah. you've gotten yourself into considerable drama before over, <laughs> over, <laughs> over keeping things fresh. But it sounds to me like, you know, you have, you have some real, uh, mastery here at this point. And Raphael hasn't taken you all that long. We're just talking about, I mean, I think you and I have known each other like two years. At most. At most. So in two years. Then, what? I think it was, I think it was two years when we met, and then it was another six months before we really started going into the coursework and all the other stuff. So. Right. So in less. So less than two years, you've transformed yeah. your entire life and your entire way of looking at it and shifting it. I'm not going to th- I know that you were involved in, in this other uh, related, we'll say, um, uh, set of courses and disciplines which are offered at One Taste. People can go to onetaste.us to find out more information about that. Um, and you, so between the two, you have actually literally changed your entire life You've influenced the change of your family's life, your parents, your sister, your brother, your cousins. You have, um, you've changed the, your whole way of being, of being educated, of schooling. Now, I happen to know about one of the biggest changes in your life that if I, I know if I don't ask, you may not remember to say, but why don't you tell us about this miraculous thing that happened to you the last time you were, we were at a course together? You jumped into the pool. (laughs) I think that's worth saying because most people, I mean, I I think it's incredulous. I think most people won't believe it, but it's definitely true. I witnessed you with my own eyes. Yeah. um, It's actually one, that's actually become the the foundation for where I live my life from now. Okay. Um, Like you said, this happened at the last course, at the initiation course, which is definitely uh, the most intense course. Um, and what happened was earlier that morning, I had an experience during one of the meditations where um, I actually had this sense of seeing what my life would be like if I lived in a world of abundance. There was, there was a lot of visualization and there was a lot of images. And what it basically looked like was uh, I, I could see deep into the horizon and there was kind of like this 
golden shimmer to everything. And I was moving really fast. I was running. It was a very strong sense of freedom. And I would, as I was moving, there were moments where I would get tired and I would start slowing down and getting weary. And I had this sense of being able to reach around me into what in that particular moment looked like corn, but it was kind of like golden. And being able to reach into there and feeling rejuvenated by it, having a sense of, I can keep going, I can keep moving, and I can keep, like, really having the sense of movement and fulfillment. And that I could very much feel that in my body. I very much felt that. And so later in the afternoon where we had a break and I was in the pool, um, I've known what the technique for swimming is. Like, I've technically known it, but I've never actually done it. Uh, I had all these reasons, everything from water in my ear to I won't have time to practice, or where am I really going to keep this up? I had all of these things that uh, I had over the years accumulated of why I shouldn't, couldn't, or won't learn to swim. And in that moment, when I was faced with all of these things, I, I very much remember that moment earlier in the day and realized I actually had a choice. I had very much had a feeling of a choice between uh, giving into all of these things that I've picked up over the years or actually taking on the situation from that sense of abundance, that sense of like, all right, I'm going to try, I'm going to do this, I, there, here's something I can do. Like, I don't, re- I couldn't really feel why I couldn't do it, and I wasn't convinced by the old arguments. <laughs> I, I had this new, re- new definition of what I could do. And um, in that moment, that's exactly what I did. I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And I started, I I knew what I was supposed to do, so I was doing it. And then the big moment came, and I, I did all the things that I was supposed to. And I did get water in my ear, but it wasn't this, it wasn't enough to keep me from not moving on. And so I did it. I went to the other side, and I came back. And I remember just having this exhilaration within me, like, it's, you know, that feeling of, like, fulfillment. And I, it's funny because I remember looking up at you, and you're giving me that look like, I thought you told me you didn't know how to swim. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you did. You told me you didn't know how to swim, and then I just I, sat there watching you <laughs> swim back and forth across the pool. <laughs> and you know what's funny? It's like at the end of that course, I remember one of the intentions that I set for myself was like, I very much want to keep on swimming on a regular basis. And I went... What's happened is I've actually gone swimming on average of maybe once a week since then. I found a couple of instances where I got invited to things where there was a pool. I went on vacation, and all the places that I went to, they were like, oh, yeah, we have this, this, and that, and there's a pool over there somewhere. And I remember just all of these opportunities coming up, and now I just found out that the college that I'm going to has a pool that I can use for free pretty much any time I want to. Wow, that's so great. So here you are, out of Tantra, seemingly unrelated. You know, Tantra, the, 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 uh, course of study that uses your sexual energy and you, you know, and uses it to fuel intentions, if, you know, and expand, has expanded you beyond any sense of limitation that you had, even physical limitation. And you've now self-taught yourself how to swim. And now you've found a place to swim on a regular basis. 
at no cost to yourself, and on and on and on and on. A sense, such a sense of abundance. Yeah. Uh, and and it's very much it's very much related to that. What I found out during that course it was that that sense that I could actually feel it within me. That this was something I could achieve, and this was something, and just knowing that within myself gives me the freedom to actually see all of the choices in my life. And when I don't see a choice right in front of me, just being willing to wait and be patient and let the opportunity rise, knowing that when it does, I will recognize it. Right. Well, that comes from being clear. That comes from being clear, 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 clear. Well, this is just, uh, you know, you are, you're, you are the poster child. You're an amazing, you're an amazing, um, example of somebody who took Tantra on completely and put it into your life and made it, made your life so much better and made it such a part of your life that it's like inseparable at this point. Mm-hmm. Now, I, you know, you have a future now, you know, in terms of Tantra anyway. You're going to be teaching with us at Butterfly Workshops uh, next month in September. You're going to be teaching, uh, co-teaching Leadership, Integrity, and Service, which is our staff training course. And uh, to be really honest with you, I'm very, uh, I'm very excited about you being on staff that way. You're all, you've already been, you know, providing uh, a lot of leadership in terms of managing courses. I mean, and it's stuff that you just like. You took on stuff even when you didn't know you could do it. You took things on and said yes to opportunities that, you know, most people would shy away from because they would think it would take away from their experience. And instead, you you dived in, you know, hook, line, and sinker to a lot of situations and made everything around you better. So anything... are you looking, you know, anything you want to say about looking forward to being in the front of the room these days? Yeah, definitely. I'm very much looking forward to it. And it's funny that you mentioned the, the part about uh, stepping in and taking the risk and really taking on things because that's exactly what the LIS course, the Leadership Integrity and Service course did for me. It was that um, it, it gave me the tools that I need to actually be clear so that when I'm stepping into something, I'm very clearly able to express, all right, I this is the desire I have, this is what I'm capable of, and this is the part where I'm shaky and I need support in. And what that means is that when I step into something, people have very much a clear definition of what my capabilities are and there's no there's no deception and therefore there's no failing in what we undertake because we're very clear on what I can do and how I step into things. And that's very much um, what excites me about being in the front of the room for the LIS course, that, um, well, one, on the personal side, it, it really pushes me to be that clear, really to be that on point uh, as far as what communicating is about. And it yeah. also excites me to actually be able to pass that on to other people. Wow, it, beautiful. It, I, can, I can only imagine you being, I mean, I know it hasn't happened yet, but in my mind, you know, like when I do my what do I want, How what, what do I clearly want, I mean, I see you as a force to be reckoned with in the world. I see you as somebody who, you know, is going to make an enormous difference, way bigger than you even know, and that's what I see for you, and, you know, I'm not usually wrong <laughs> about things like that. 
So I like to be right about that, about you, not like I have to be right. But now you were, we, we just have another minute or two, and I, I want to ask you if you can, in a brief way, say, you know, I know you just went home to your homeland. What was your former homeland, anyway, of Colombia? And was there anything you noticed differently about yourself or your relationship to your homeland based on your experience of yourself with Tantra? Um, two very important things. One, I, I saw the ways in which the old programming tried to take over, oh. and I was very much able to maneuver within it. And there were some things that were very difficult, but there was a lot of things where I was very able to be much more forward and clear, and people were kind of shocked that I was stepping over those boundaries. And at the same time, they were grateful, and they were kind of shocked that it worked, <laughs> wow. which was great, you know. Um, the second part is that I'd have to say is I very much have a desire to go back and I have an interest over the next couple of years to begin looking at the possibility of going back and teaching Tantra there as well. Yeah, I, so, I, yeah I'm excited. I'm excited about that. I really want to do it. I think it's, uh, I think, uh, penetrating South America with as much Tantra as possible is just a yeah. great, is a great thing for a variety of reasons, which I said earlier in the show we're not going to talk about. Um, <laughs> you know, about what's happened, you know, in people's conditioning and so on. But I think yeah. that uh, I, I I welcome the opportunity and I'm thrilled that you have your – I'm thrilled that you have your sights set on that because I know that you're a fantastic manifester. So if you have your sights set on that, I, I have only to believe that it's going to happen. Very much so. And yeah. I – it's very much a, a journey that I'm, I'm enjoying thoroughly and completely. And every step of the way is just a fulfillment of more and more things that I want. So Wonderful. I'm very happy. All right. Well, that said, I'd like to uh, let everyone know that you've been listening to Tantra Cafe, a program for spiritual enlightenment. My guest today talking about freedom in the unknown is Rafael Martinez. And this is Laurie Handlers. And I'm going to thank you, Raf. Thank you so much Thank for being here. Thank you very much guest. for having me. What a pleasure you are. You're a pleasure to life all together. Listen, and you're, and you're great to look at, but you know, people listen, <laughs> don't, can't see you, but I know, you know, you're, you're, you're so wonderful to be around. What a gift you are. So thank you so much for being my gift today. And Thank I'm you very saying, much for having a pleasure. <laughs> And I'm saying namaste from Tantra Cafe. I bow to the divine in you. See you next time.